kids, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this show is Fish Out of Agua with Michelle Carlo. Today is Tuesday, August 15, 2017, and if you're hearing my voice, you can rest assured that the MAD, or Mutually Assured Nuclear Destruction, the thing with the orange oven on his head and the despotic popinjay from the other side of the world have been banding about, has not yet occurred. Is this a reason to celebrate? To stockpile cat litter? Or maybe to just try not to worry, well, too much about things that are totally out of your control and enjoy another summer's day spent above ground. Yeah, waking up even in the midst of chaos is better than a dirt nap, I always say, because sometimes a girl just wants to have... We're back with Fish Out of Agua on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Girls Just Want to Have Fun from Cindy Lauper's album, She's So Unusual, released September 6th, 1983. And guess what, kids? It's another summer song from my well-spent youth. (laughs) Hey, have I left out any summer songs that you'd like to hear? We do technically have five weeks of summer left after today. And if you request a summer song from your well-spent youth, I'll play it. Just email me at fishoutofagua at radiofreebrooklyn.org. And here's another summer song that was actually released the very next day after Girls Just Want to Have Fun on September 7th, 1983. Hey, I didn't plan this. It's a song that today's guest artist picked for this episode. Is that freaky deaky or what? Well, you know what I always say, dance them if you've got them. 
That was Madonna Louise Ciccione's Holiday from her eponymous studio debut album of the same name in 1983. And now it's time for my favorite part of the show. Welcome to Fish Out of Agua's Guest Artist of the Week. Woohoo! This is my favorite part of the show because I'm sitting here with one of my favorite performers in the entire world. Yes, I know every week I say they're my favorite, but it's true. Everybody is my favorite. And this woman oh, is an actor, like a legit actor, not like basement actor. She is like a legit actor. <laughs> She's a poet. She's a comedian, a cancer activist, a lovely Dominicano with the hair going to there. And her name is Jenny Saldana. 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 Good. Correct my Spanish. Please be like my Titi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. I haven't seen you in forever. I love that we're sipping wine. Yes, yes, yes. Being a couple of ladies. Mm-hmm. You know, afternoon wine. Only the best for Fish Out of oh, Agua yes, on Radio Free yes, Brooklyn. Yes, yes, As long as we're in, we're out of Agua and into the vino. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I am so happy that um, you were ab- able to get you on because I couldn't get, get you last season. So right. what, we, what we're going to start with, we're going to be talking about our trajectory to getting to from point zero to where we are to, and what we're doing today, mm-hmm. but what I can't remember is how we met. I don't remember either. You had talked about that before, and I was like, I don't remember if we met. I don't remember. I don't remember. I just thought, I think that we just, I think we, we just morphed. You know what I think it is? <laughs> I think I think it's the it's the famous Linda Nieves Powell connection. Yes. I, I mean, actually she... think I met you before I met her, actually. Really? Because I met Linda after I was diagnosed with cancer. I'd known you longer than that. Did, so did I meet you at the New Eurekan? Probably the New Eurekan. You auditioned for Dancing in the Mirror. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. She's bringing up shit from the 90s. <laughs> oh, my God. So. Oh, my God. My first play, you auditioned for that. I wasn't casting, so I wasn't, don't, don't, don't be mad that you didn't get the part. I, did, I didn't even remember I did it, so I'm not mad. <laughs> Trust me. So I think I've known you longer than Linda. Wow, because I but know. Linda probably reconnected us again. Yeah, yeah. well, Linda cast me in. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying it. People that listen are going to be like, is, is, is this girl, meaning me, going to ever shut up about Lyndon Nieves Powell well, and, a date, about and, and a date with her dead, with my dead husband, Hector? I'm sorry. That was like an HBO. Like she, she got commissioned by HBO to write that play. So I'm going to praise her again. Oh, yeah. Anyway, goodness. but we did do Soul Latina together with her. Yeah, and Soul Latina, no, yes and no. Because Soul Latina, she used some of, my, some of Dancing in the Mirror for Soul Latina. So I collaborate on Solatina, but not as an actor. Oh, I, I, she, I. Could you at the rehearsals though? I think I don't know. I, don't know. I remember. I, don't I remember. Know. Whatever. Yeah, I think we All morphed. Right. Enough. 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 <laughs> okay. So, um, where are you from? I'm from. I'm Dominican. So I'm from Washington Heights. Woo! I was born there too. What? So I'm from Washington Heights. Um, Went to high school in Miami. Miami. Went to college in Pittsburgh. Followed a boy. He dumped me when I got there. It's always the boy. Hi, Connor. But we're actually really good friends now, so that's fine. And moved back to New York after college. And, uh, you know. Last year. Yeah, yeah, just last year. Because, yes, I only met you. Right. I wrote Dancing in the Mirror in utero. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, So, yeah, then, then that, then... Got a little thing called cancer in 2006. Aye. Yeah. Then wrote a play about that, and that's how I met. Li- well, I know I met Linda. Yeah, it was still around there. I met Linda around there. And then Linda produced my my cancer play, Pink the Chronicles of BC Jenny. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. We did a bunch of stuff together. We've done a bunch of stuff together. And, and you and I have just been in each other's orbit. Uh, yes, for since years. the late 90s, yeah. Yeah, for years, mm-hmm. for years. So, so, oh, my God. So what? how did you get started into being a performer? Um, I was I was a theater major in college. I was a, a thespian in high school. I was part of the thespian uh, honor society in high school. I was also I think I was I've been acting since since PS twenty eight in Washington High. I went to PS twenty eight. Shut up! No, you did not. Go yes, to PS I did. I'm not going to tell you what year. 
Porque yo, yo creo que yo, 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 esta, uh, yo, yo, yo soy más vieja de ti. Que tú. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm not speaking Spanish anymore. Yeah, so I'm PS28. Yeah, I went there for one year only. Oh, no, I graduated from PS28. This, okay, this is the first time I ever spoke Spanish on the air. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Oh, bienvenida. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've just always been a ham and performing. And, and, and I get it's the same story that Linda tells, the same story that you tell, that you get to a point, especially when we started out when where. There wasn't any of us, you know? No, not yet. So you had to write it. When I went to college, so I went to school in Pittsburgh. I was the only Latina a lot of people had ever met. The only reference they had in the 90s was either Maria from Sesame Street or Rosie Perez. Oh. Or Morales from, of course, one of their theater people. Those are the only three Latinas they ever knew, so they, I would either be called Rosie, Morales, or Maria. Wow. And you'd be like, my name is Jenny. Yes, my name is Jenny. Oh, and my God. so, you know, and then, so then a, a while ago, I started writing. I started writing Dancing in the Mirror, and, you know, because I wanted to create my own content. And um, that won a national award, and, and we... Which award? It was called um, a small national award. It was called um, the National Latino Playwrights Festival. Wow. That's not small. Uh, I don't think it was that. Well, well, yeah, it was based out of Texas, but it was a national so, thing. It was one of five nationwide to get selected to. So that was like I did did it at the here space when NBC was doing that thing. Oh, PSNBC. PSNBC. I remember I did a show. I did a show called um, My No. I did the search for my inner Latina there. Yeah. So yeah. And did you get picked to go to Aspen? Did you get to? I go didn't to, get picked. I didn't so get picked either. I, did, I did that. I mean, to that show, that one performance, like Wanda Sykes showed up to that performance, and like really? Keith Robinson showed up to that performance, and and they were like, you need to like, they were like, they want, they were pushed, and they're both comedians, so they're like, you need to get up, you need to get up, like you need to stand up, and I was like, man, I still had my corporate job, and I was just too scared then, and you know, I was younger, and you think like, oh, what if? But I wouldn't have done the work then. Mm. I wouldn't have done it, you know. So then I was like, oh, I'm a one hit wonder, and that one hit wasn't even a hit, you know, because I wasn't, I didn't, mm, I didn't have anything else, like I didn't feel anything else to write. And then, and then here I get. Then I get breast cancer in 2006. I write a play, and it became my opus. And I toured colleges thanks to Linda Nevers Powell. I toured colleges all over the country with it. I won. An, I won for that one. I won the um, the Nuestras Voces. I won third place in Nuestras Voces, the MetLife. Nuestras wow! Nuestras see that that's that's big. Yeah, that's third, big. Yeah, that's a national one. Wow! And that's the award-winning playwright. Español. Yeah. Wow! I, I won third place in, in Nuestras Voces with MetLife, and that was amazing. And and. Uh, you know, and then and then again, you do the theater. You, I did that, and then I was, oh, man, man, I don't know what to do. And then I started lecturing about cancer and speaking about cancer and just being an activist and just being everybody's cancer madrina. You know, I don't know if you know um, Sofia Quintero. Yes, but she calls me her cancer madrina. Oh you know? wow! And I'm I'm everybody's cancer madrina, but and I'm very proud. And I take that that title. Very, people very need to seriously. be aware because uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of Latina women don't don't take as good care of the selves as mm -hmm. they should and a lot of it is education yes, i think absolutely. there's a big fear of doctors absolutely I mean, a mistrust yeah i mean this yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just a mentality and like it is. i think I, I think that we are i don't know if it's we get this from the air or or if, if it's microaggression or i don't know what you would want to call it but i think that we are conditioned to not want to take care of I ourselves think, and not be several aware things i think i think it's several things so you want if as we look at, at the at the latino diaspora in the United States, um, there's the sterilization of the Puerto Rican women. Yes, in PR. In PR, so yeah. there's that. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, they, they guinea pigged us. Well, not me. No, but, but, yeah, but, but they guinea pigged women saying, in so Puerto they, Rico with, they, with the birth control pill. Right. So. And, like, uh, and they all got cancer because they were fiddling around with what right. was going to be the correct dosage. Right. Until right. they got it right. Until they got it right. And so there was that. There was a sterilization of the, of, the, of the women in Puerto Rico. There was, I mean, even before us, even it wasn't, it wasn't Latinos, but the Tuskegee, the Tuskegee experience with the black with, men. With, with the, the syphilis. syphilis. Yeah. And so, and then you come here, you don't speak the language they'll give you anything they'll give you low rate service if you don't have the money or the or the or the or the voice and so you get scared because you think you're going to get a quack like even little things like when um my parents um when they came to the united states before i was born they gave all that they saved up all their their money to give it to a lawyer because he was going to get them their papers and he he skipped town so my parents had to leave they had to leave town because they be, they became undocumented. They were here on a visa. The visa was gonna run out. So this guy's like, "Well, no, I can do the I can do the paperwork to get you guys oh legal." God. And he ran out on them. So what, we're just preyed on by our own people. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. so I they got robbed, and then they had to leave town. They oh, had to leave, God. go back to the country. That's crazy.
That's just terrible. It's it's it, it almost seems like it's a self self perpetuating cycle to keep us down. Down to keep us down. But I also think that it's on on our end. I think it's also like almost like self preservation. Like you know, I I don't trust you, so I'm gonna take care of myself. Right. And um, it's wrong. And I, and now that I work with with Latinas and and under and uninsured women. A lot of it is, you know, old myths, and a lot of it is still, we still live in a very patriarchal society. A lot yes. of women will say to me, I, if I get a mastectomy, he's going to leave me. I go, well, when you die, he's going to go to the next one anyway. So exactly. And he, he you, can, you cannot get the mastectomy, and he can leave you anyway. anyway. And then you're going to have no husband, and you're going to have no life. You're going to be dead. <laughs> you're going to be dead. You're going to be dead. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember telling my dad, I would just look at what he was eating, and I would say, Daddy, you need to eat brown rice, broccoli, and cantaloupe. And he would be like, if I eat that, I will die. And I'd be like, if you don't eat it, you will die. And he did that die. was you saying twenty years ago, twenty years ago, yeah. they were really like, we're not eating yeah. that. If yeah. like, so please. meanwhile, I, I'm eating my brown rice, broccoli. Well, no, I, brown rice. No, I'm Latin. If I eat brown rice, I, I will die. I, I will die. I will but die. but but the broccoli like and the cantaloupe. Straw. No, the broccoli and the cantaloupe. <laughs> yes. No. No brown rice. It's no. true. It's true. No. You know no what? Okay. You know what? I su- su- substituted for for brown rice quinoa. Yes. It'll take the flavor. I use it for pasta. I substitute. I've made. I've made. Arroz con coco y gandules, really? pero instead of uh, instead of rice, I've used quinoa. Oh, well, I've made a dulce with it. Ah, it, it, well, it, 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 it's like it's like the tofu with grains. Yeah, it is. It's a tofu. Cooking with Jenny Hello. and Michelle. Hello. A new show. <laughs> <laughs> Nutrition. <laughs> Nutrition. No, but- Back to acting. Um, I want to know what specific challenges or did you have when you were trying to, because you said you had a day job where you're pursuing acting, because there are many people that think, well, I can't have a day job and I can't do art, but you you did it and I'm doing it. You find a way, you find, you have to, you have to do the hustle, you have to do the hustle. If you, if let's say, you know, you have an audition and it's going to take you for, it's going to take you longer than your, than your break, then you tell your boss, you know what, I'm going to take this audition, but I promise I won't take lunch for the next three days. Mm. Whatever. I mean, whatever works for you. You know, I think that, I think the bigger challenges isn't so much having the day job as much as because you need you need to feed yourself. I mean, we live in New York City. You, you it's expensive. Yes, you need to feed yourself. You need to. And I, and you I need to pay the rent. I don't give up wine. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give no. up wine. Clink, clink, ching, ching. ching. <laughs> so I don't give up wine. We're both drinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are like the holder yeah. and Kathy Lee <laughs> yeah. of oh Internet God. Radio. Yes, we are right now. So and we would look like them too, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but we're younger. I know we are. We yeah, are, we are. my but Hoda had breast cancer. She did, and she has the same plastic surgeon as oh me. Oh my God! But I never got married to a to a football guy. Yeah, no, nor to a millionaire either. <laughs> no, my boyfriend's a TV cameraman. Oh well, does he have a friend? Because I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's more the challenges is more getting. Um, just getting your foot in and getting getting seen. And I get, we talk about the stereotypes that they want to put, the boxes that they want to put us in as Latinas. But sometimes it's like my favorite, one of my favorite movies is um, Another World that, that We're Downtown. I love it is um, Working Girl with Marilyn mm. Griffin. And she goes, yes. you know, you got to put your, you know, she has this line about like, you know, you got to get your foot in the door. But if you're someone like me, you got to cheat to get your foot to just to get near there or something like that. And that's how I feel. Like sometimes we complain, oh, I got to play the maid or I got to play this. But I'm not going to turn down a maid's role because that casting director is going to see me for something else and I'll have a perfect case in point. So my point is that they like my big curly hair. Like when I have it blown out, I don't get called in as much. Oh, my hair's big and curly, natural, whatever. Big, wild Latina, I get called in for... I get, yeah, the stereotype. I get, I get called in, yeah. for, but I get called in for all types of stuff. But at least you get called in. But I had to start writing my own stuff because nobody was calling me in recently. for anything. That's recent. Because nobody would know what to do with me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, fish out of agua. I yeah. have beige skin, light beige skin, red hair, and pecas. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't look white enough and I don't look Latin enough yeah. and cuando hablo español I get corrected all the time right. it, it was it was a, a drawback for me Be, not, I know, not and, being and it's entirely also like fluent. a stigma among Latinos too like yeah. who speaks Spanish and Linda talks about that too yeah. but um uh so lately I've been co- getting been getting called in for a lot a lot of work and again case in point because I've been getting called in a lot I just booked a film. I don't like to say names until I shoot. Mm. So I just so booked, don't, don't, small, don't say it. But it's a small, it's a low-budget indie part. I play a Spanish-speaking, but, uh, but I'm not a maid. I'm a mother at a school. Good. With my child. And so... Um, I mean, good that you got a part. Yeah. I mean, but, and good that it's not a stereotypical role. But the last two roles that I did, I did... Uh, I do. It, I mean, a mother's funny. a stereotype. I yeah. mean, whatever. But uh, the last... So the things that I can't talk about that I just shot, I shot 
an episode of uh, Search Party on TBS. Oh, cool. Second, but I play a total stereotypical, like, <laughs> me that doesn't oh. speak English. But they, I had one line, and they let me run with. Like I let, they let me ad lib. They let me stay in the scene. They like they they let me. I made that line. I made like I will be the one thing that you remember from that scene. That's awesome. They let. Did me it air in. already? No, no, no. They're still shooting. So TBS, I think it's episode season two, episode two of Search Party. Wow. Um, and it's hysterical. Like it was, it was the show is so over the top that I didn't mind that it was a stereotype because everyone looks like a like it's so it's just so like out there that it doesn't matter like it was fine so then then I shot a um so I say I either play like stereotypical non-spanish speak non-english speaking latina or I play the, you know the, the sassy latina as I call it the sassy latina mm. so then the next thing is uh but that's it was, like the sassy black girl yeah yeah sassy latina you know the Rosie Perez with the I wear the hoops whatever and I um uh, an indie film called night comes on and I play a waitress, but it's a sassy Latina waitress. But I, I just feel things are coming around for me. I'm gonna, I'm getting weepy because I feel like things. I had a really bad breakup three years ago. I like my, I call it my marriage. We were together eleven years. Oh, uh, through that's my, right. Through my breast cancer and everything. I, his, the, the, the play about my cancer is a love story to him, and I still, it still is. He's great, but we had to end it. Three years have been difficult for me. You know, without him, I didn't realize how much. You would rely on a partner. Well, you get used to you get used yes. to being with somebody. I was with my ex husband for almost fourteen years. Wow! And it was a big shock when we broke up. It literally took me four years awesome. to like to for that to dissipate. Yeah, the fourth by the fourth year, I was able to actually have a friendship with a man and not like glom on to him and think yes. that he was going to be my savior yes, and, and my new papi oh chulo. Oh my goodness! Like, everybody's going to be my papi. I'm so everybody's gonna happy be my that you said that because I've been. Um, I actually just recently, and I, I do stand up, and I just recently shut down all my dating apps, and I, I wrote a yeah. whole bunch of jokes about that because I said, uh, and I talk about in the jokes, I talk about how I felt there was an air of desperation that was coming mm -hmm. across that I, I don't think really is me. And, and I, it's not attractive. And it's not attractive. You can see it on somebody else, but you can't really see it yeah. on yourself. Yeah, so I shut yeah. everything down, and that's, and honestly, that's when I think, that's when I started booking all these shows. Yeah. No, it happened. I, sh I shut down for, I shut that side of myself down for 18 months while I was writing my book. Mira because eso. I was, I was like, you know, the men aren't working. I'm going to make this work. Yes. And then when the book was almost, when, when I had gotten, basically, I was just about, I had just gotten the book deal. Mm -hmm. Just gotten it. And like, not even like four weeks later, I, I met, I met my papi. Yeah. And we're together almost eight years now. That's wonderful. So, and that's inspiring. Sometimes, so sometimes, glad, sometimes, when, sometimes it's like when, when you, when you've, I'm not going to say give up, but when you're like, you know what, if this is going to be the way it is, then I'm okay without yeah. it. And, but it has to be like for real. Yeah. Like if you, like yeah. say you, you're smoking cigarettes, yeah. you can be like, I want to quit, I want to quit, I want to quit. But you got to like quit, quit. You got to stop going to the store. You, you, <laughs> you, you got you to quit and then you don't have the pack in your freezer no more. Right. Anymore. Right. <clears throat> Speak properly, children. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you we'll said that. Um, because, yeah, I just feel really good about myself. And, and again, uh, blessings come and I think you reap what you sow and, I'm going to Cuba on Friday. So, uh, and again, it goes back to what my father calls my ministry, and which is my work in cancer. Mm. Um, I had a theater teacher, a theater, like one of the theater boosters from high school, um, who I stayed really good friends with, this wonderful, wonderful man. His name was George Bain. And he, he was just an amazing, amazing person. We stayed friends uh, after high school and, and whatever. He knew about my breakup. We talk all the time. And... Um, in March of this year, 2017, he called me, I remember, but he, he was a little long winded, right? So I would be like, I saw, I saw his phone. Then I was like, I'll have to call you later. I can't, I can't talk to you right now. Then he called me like a week later. I picked up, he's like, Hey, listen, I just got diagnosed. I, I just found out I have colon cancer and, um, I just wanted to talk to you and, uh, it's a little advanced. I just, I, I but I want to come to, he goes, this is, I have another student who just moved up there. I want you to be her big sister. I want you to be her her mentor. She's young. She's beautiful. She's she's great. She's doing a lot of things. I just need she just needs to have a sister up there. She's alone. And I said absolutely. She goes. I'm gonna. He said I'm gonna come up there and see you guys. I said oh great great. And then I said well let me, I'm gonna find you people in the in the colon cancer community. I have people, Evelyn, one of our friends, and um, I I reached out to all my people in the colon cancer community, and they all 
um, rallied around him. Unfortunately, it was already a little late, so he wasn't able, like, even though everybody reached out to him, he wasn't able to, like, he would tell me, like, tell your friend I, they called me, but I was asleep. And, and then he finally, I said, are you coming to New York? He said, I was going to come to visit you. Her name is Jessica. Because I'm going to come see you and Jessica. And then he, then a few days later, he goes, I'm too weak to come. And then he's like, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming to see you. I'm coming to see you. And he came. He was really, really weak. We went to see an off-Broadway production of Anything Goes. We went to, he goes, I really want New York Chinese. He came up from Miami. And we went and got Ollie's. Two weeks later, he died. I do. And he left each, he left me and Jessica a, a, a little, I'm going to call it a scholarship. And this is how you get into Cuba? And he was Cuban-American, and that's how I'm, oh um, that's how I'm honoring God. him. Oh, my God. I'm, like, crying. I know. That's how I'm, I'm honoring like, him. I'm, like, seriously crying. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. He gave, oh my us, God. Oh my he God. gave us a little scholarship. So Not you, a lot, but a little. You you know that now your trip is going to be the biggest blessing ever. Uh, yeah. Well, no, oh, so what, what I decided was, so I started telling people to come with, so now it's six friends of us, and I said, this can't be just a party trip. And also, it's difficult to get to Cuba, so every, we are, I told, I have my, my best friend's parents are pastors and they have a, they're in Florida but they have a mission church over right, there. Right, cuz you can only go for like humanitarian yeah, reasons so or educational taking, reasons yeah. or we're all taking clothes and supplies to a church. Oh, good. We're all doing that. Good. Said, so it's is, a multifaceted trip. Yes. Yes, and oh. I, on my scholarship. I'm going to have to follow you on Instagram. Yeah, cuz I'm going to have to join Instagram. <laughs> Just for you, Jenny. Oh, I will join good, Instagram. Good, good, oh good, my god. Good. So it, it's incredible how like cancer is the disease I think that human beings fear most. I can tell you um, that I need to piggyback on that because when I used to lecture in colleges, I said, what are the two biggest things that Americans fear most? Like, what are the two biggest diseases? And they would say HIV. I said, HIV is 100% preventable. Yeah. And HIV, you can keep it at bay. It's yeah. basically like diabetes now. Yeah. It's a it chronic it's condition. A chronic it's like asthma or diabetes or um, acid and, reflux yeah. or something. Yeah. You take, a, you uh, take being something. a rheumatoid arthritis, you yeah. take a medicine, and, 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 and mostly you can control it. But the two biggest things that fear that Americans fear the most are cancer and Alzheimer's. Oh. Because there's no velvet rope right. for each, there's no, there's, velvet there's rope no for each of them. Any, that can hit anybody. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you saw the movie with um, the beautiful redhead, um, Julianne Moore, about that she had the, the Alzheimer gene and she got it really young. No, I didn't see that. Oh, my goodness. And it's about how she had to have her children tested and one of the three has the gene. So that person, that child was gonna, they know. definitely going to get Alzheimer's. Wow. And she would leave notes for herself and they would say, hey, whatever her name was, Judy, if you don't remember your name, take these pills right here. Like she wanted to like, she like left herself notes so she wouldn't suffer. And it's, and the same thing with cancer. I think people say, well, I'm not gonna, I, I have a good friend uh, who said, she doesn't like pills, whatever. She goes, you know, she's having some breast issues. She goes, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna do chemotherapy. I'm not gonna do surgery. I'm Jenny. And she, and I said, but she, this is a girl who won't even wear sunglasses because she's afraid of death and whatever. And I was like, you're the person that I know that's the most afraid of death and you won't do whatever it takes to save your life. And she goes, no, I just know that I'm not gonna do it. I said, you know what? I respect what you're saying right now, but I also know you're speaking from a place of ignorance. Meaning, not, I'm not calling you stupid. You just don't know how, whoever does it, you don't, I be ignorant to say I would do X, Y, Z if I had Alzheimer's because I'm not in that position. And what I say now is not what it's going to be when yeah, I get... When, once you know you once, have something that they tell you you have it, the shit changes. Exactly. Like there's Jenny before exactly. and there's Jenny after. But right. the thing I will say about cancer as opposed to Alzheimer's is people beat cancer like you they have. Can. People yeah. do not beat Alzheimer's. No, they do People not. do not meet beat Alzheimer's no, at all. I'm no. thinking, unless I unless there is somebody that I have not heard. They're working of they're yet. working on some yeah. stuff but, and but, but cancer no. cancer is not the death sentence. That it's it used not to the be. automatic yes. death sentence. That there it we used go. To it's be. not the automatic So how did going through this and overcoming it influence you and your writing going forward? Like I said, everybody gets to a point where something happens to them, and there's a before and an after. On the way to my father's funeral, my ex-husband and I were in a really bad car accident, and my face was, like, smashed up, and I had stitches and blah, 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 and have the stitches done without anesthesia so I could still go to the funeral and give the eulogy at Trinity Church in Washington Heights. Wow. Yeah, 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 because one of my cousins worked there. So anyway, there is Michelle before the accident, and there's Michelle after. So wow. for you and your diagnosis, there's Jenny before 
and there's Jenny after. That's funny that you say that because I don't know the, the play that I wrote was called The Chronicles of BC Jenny, and BC throughout the place means before cancer oh, and breast right. and breast cancer. cancer. So it meant before cancer and breast cancer. So throughout the play, it went back and forth between I'm BC Jenny or you know I'm before cancer Jenny or I'm breast cancer Jenny. And so I, what is the difference? There's a huge between difference. the two Jennies. I think that, and even right after cancer, because I'll say, and I don't know if it's cancer plus age, you know, but I definitely think I have a, a, a pair of malls that I didn't have before. Mm. Um, but that could just be from turning forty. It could be that. It could be that. <laughs> it could be that. But um, I do think that I'm, I'm both, and I have, I sit on this weird fence. Like there are things that I'll do, like oh, I won't do that because I had cancer. Or I'll do like I'm totally doing that because I had cancer. Like you know, so there are things that'll make me. I can either be, I can become either. I can be very reckless about certain things or I can be super cautious about certain things. Mm. And it just depends on the situation and the mood. And you know, my mother said, <laughs> translate for people. Oh, like I woke up with my ponytail on the wrong direction. Oh, that's, that's, that's like getting up on the wrong side of bed. Yeah, I woke up that's, with my ponytail That's like getting twisted. up on the wrong side of bed <laughs> yeah. for you blanquitos. Yeah, I woke up with my ponytail twisted in the wrong way and then you can't twisted. talk to me if it's twisted, oh you know. So, um, I, I think that it, it let me, first of all, it created a, uh, a sense of charity in mm. me that I didn't know I had. Like, like I said, I'm everybody's cancer madrina. I will, if, and I am, the phone rings, I'm like, okay, I'll talk to you. I will talk to them. Do you want me to call that person? I'll call, do you want me to talk to your mother about this? Do you want me to talk to your father about this? Do you want me to call this, this teacher called me? And said, I need, I need you to find me somebody to talk wow. to. I mean, it's, and, it, and I will like, I wanna help, like, I wanna help whomever. And also, uh, a brief Reader's Digest version of, of my story when I got diagnosed, I was told that I was too young and didn't have a family history and there was no way I had cancer. It took me a year to get diagnosed. They kept telling me there was nothing wrong with me, that I was exaggerated, that I'm a drama queen, there's nothing wrong with me, there's nothing wrong with me. I had a job, a great corporate job. I, um, a college-educated uh, Latina who, who obviously has a great domination of the English language, and I was thrown away by the medical, by the medical community. So I can only imagine an undocumented or, or a woman who just got, even she just came, even she just came from Puerto Rico, whatever, it doesn't have to be undocumented, somebody who doesn't speak English, someone who doesn't, who doesn't have the means, or someone whose husband just left her and doesn't have the means, or doesn't have, who's... Someone who's timid. Yeah, someone who's timid. Someone who's timid. Who who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna advocate who's for her? Someone who's not used to speaking up for themselves. Who's gonna advocate Some, for so, her? Someone who's always had someone else speaking for them. Yes. Because sometimes we we are not taught to speak up for ourselves. Exactly. We are taught to be well. All women are taught to be quiet. Yes. To look pretty to stand back. and be quiet and to stand back. And it's time that we start standing up for ourselves. Well, we are standing up for ourselves. We are standing up for ourselves. And I think that's gonna lead us to your story, Jenny. Ah, this is actually. Um, one of my favorite monologues from my very first play, Dancing in the Mirror, that I did not cast Michelle in. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I got cast. I got cast in all the things. So it's I haven't read it in a long time, but it's one of my favorites. So I'll read this. It, it's a Jenny before. It's a it's a BC Jenny as in before it's cancer a Jenny. Before. Jenny. Okay. before cancer Jenny. Well, here we go. So it's called Milagros Unisex Beauty Salon. So introduction Milagros. Middle, middle age, wearing a hairdresser smock and is barefoot. She has rollers in her hair and a plastic cap like the ones used when coloring hair. There is a chair center stage that the actress uses as her salon chair. Abusadora by Wilfredo Vargas is playing as pictures of typical, Lati of typical Latin beauty salons are flashed on the screen. Music fades as, as lights come up. I was very much, I had to, this is an aside, because I was very much inspired being a New Yorker by by the salons that we mm -hmm. all go to. So that's what I was well, trying to. The Dominican hair salons Dominican are supposed salons. to be the best. Yeah, so that's what I was trying to recreate here. So here it is. Hola, Jenny, como estas? Here she is, everybody. Little Miss Job with Benefits herself. Come sit right here. I've been doing your hair since you were 10 years old and you moved back to Nueva York and you get done the fancy beauty parlors. But I don't know how much you pay, but you better get your money back because you always come back to Miami looking like a haystack. My son, he's fine, gave me a grandson already. Uh, you know how boys are. Don't want to marry their girl now. But I teach him to take care of his baby. When are you and those best friends of you going to give your, your parents some grandchildren? Those girls were just here talking the same caca you talk about. The men are no good. The men that you have to wait for the mister right now. 
That's why you girls are single. There is no Mr. Right now out there. You need to find a good hombre who doesn't beat you and works hard for his family. That's the Mr. Right guy. Why do you come here to get your hair done and nails done if you don't want no man? How old are you? 29? In Santo Domingo, you will all be jamonas, old maid. You only have two, three more years to find a man and then forget about it. You're going to need to find men soon. Casate! There's something, is there something wrong with you? Wait a minute. You're not a uh, lesbiteriana, are you? Ah, okay, because I will kill your mother. Look at Yolanda over there under the hair dryer. She's your age with new twins. Yoli, give me one of those little angels. You see, Jenny? You don't want one of these? You don't feel bad that Jolie is your age and has a family and not running around like you and your friends? Here, hold her so you can see what it feels like. Maybe something will happen inside of you. Do, do you feel something? No. Give me that baby. You're ashamed of the Latina woman race. Casate. It's not right. You live in New York alone. Every woman needs a man. Oh, don't get fresh, young lady. You don't know nothing about men's. You think you do, pero you don't. You think just because you have a good job in Nueva York, you're better than everybody else. I remember my son used to think you so beautiful, but oh, you never pay attention to him. It could have been you with my grandbaby. Just think about that for a minute. You need a man. There you know what real happiness is. Right, Yoli? I said Jenny needs to get married like you. No. Wh why not? I, no, 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 no. Why, why you cry? Why you cry? Tell me. Mija, if you can't tell your trust, if you cannot trust your hairdresser, who are you gonna trust? <gasps> Con la babysitter. Que perro. Pero did he say he was sorry? Oh, okay, then everything good, no? Why not? He said he was sorry. He don't have a good job with benefit? He don't wake you up at night to feed the baby so you don't forget? Ah, okay, that's a good man. I don't understand you young girls today. In my day, if your husband said he saw it, you forget about it and you keep your family together. You don't go around telling your business like this. You smile, hold your baby, and let them think you happy. Ay, mamita, just be glad you got your children's young. You don't stay single for long. You will find a good man who cares that you're not a virgin. Pero you better start looking or you'll be just like La Jenny. So, Jenny, you in Miami? What are you in Miami for? A party. You came all the way from Nueva York for a party? Now that you one of those, eh, como se dice, eh, big leaguers, you can do that. Big league, you know, like baseball players con mucho dinero. You went to university, right? I wanted my Pablo to do that. Pero he has his baby now. When I was 29, I already had my three kids and a husband. Now my son start more young than me. I always wanted to run around like you and your friends, pero I had my husband and my children. Me used to be very beautiful like you. Every guy wanted to go out with me. Pero my mother didn't let me go out of the house because I had big tetas from three years old and every boy in town wanted, every boy in town wanted to come talk to me. Ay! Ay, ay, ay! Put the radio high! <gasps> that song is about me! Wilfredo Bailas wrote that song about me because all the boys in my town liked me. Que hiciste, abusadora? Que hiciste? Pero me don't talk to them. I wanted to be a professional. So I went to beauty school. I married the first man my mother let me date. Ay, ya. Put the radio off. My mother should have let him in the house. Then maybe I don't fall in love so fast and I don't work so hard. Because let me tell you, I washed a lot of heads to buy this beauty parlor. But on my husband, he's okay. I work hard and take care of his kids. He said this beauty parlor is my other baby, so I should take care of it myself. He never take me out, but he comes home. He comes here every Saturday to get a manicure. For what? To take another woman out. That's for what? Leave him? Why? So she can take him? No way, Jose. If he don't want me, he will leave. But no, he always come home. He knows a good woman when he sees one. I just won't pretty him for her. 
He doesn't like it when I play abusadora at home because he always catches me dancing in the mirror. He said that I need to stop pretending I'm young and get back to my housework. He said I'm not abusadora and that I am a grandmother and a vieja and that I need to act like one. But he forget that I am still a woman. The only time he touches me is 4 o'clock in the morning before because that's when he goes to work. And he goes to work every day like a good man. I learned to sleep through it now. He's not romantic. Hi, Jenny. What a life you have. No children or husband to worry about or make, you gr or make your hair gray. I wish I had your life. A good job in Nueva York, getting your hair done and going to fancy parties and wearing sexy clothes. Look at that sexy body long and hard because when the kids come and the husband attacks at 4 o'clock in the morning, it'll be... I know, mija. Don't get married now. Now's when you're interesting. Go to your fancy party and live your life. Don't turn out like Jolly. Lights out. Oh, my God. Everybody's got a Jolly in their family. <laughs> chin, chin. We are the Latino... Um, <laughs> Uh, Holda and Kathy, Kathy Lee. Lee. <laughs> we, are, we are available for bookings. Please um, just go to www.michelcaldo.com. And where can we find Jenny Saldana's fabulousness? Uh, Saldana. Very good, very good. See, very I, good. I, I'm a fast learner. I'm actually working on a travel blog now called Jenny on a Block. Oh. And that's on all social media, Jenny on a Block, not from the or on uh, Jenny on a Block on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, so I can be found on that. And um, yeah, or Jenny Saldana, it's actually Jenny Saldana.com. Don't let you put Enya's in No, in, you, you can't have URLs. tildes. There's no, no such thing as a tilde no. in a URL. So, but yeah. No accents I, either. No, no accents. But yeah, I'll take, I'll take uh, Jenny on a block on all social media. It's easy to find me. That's amazing. I'm yeah. so happy that you were on the show. Thank oh, no, you so thank much. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. So if you have one thing to say, if there's a little brown or beige girl sitting in a, her little half bedroom in a top floor tenement walk up in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Pittsburgh, um, Australia, anywhere that doesn't believe she can be an artist and wants to be more than anything else, what would you tell her? I would say two things. Wear your hair however you want it. Always smile. And Unless a man is telling you to do it. Exactly. <laughs> Always smile and um, know your body. Own your body. And the last thing, that's because of health that we were talking about. But one last thing I would say to every brown girl out there, uh, the dream is alive and it's yours too. It's yours for the taking. The pie is big enough for all of us. This is Jenny Saldana and Michelle Carlo, the brown and the beige girl, signing out. Yay.
And we're back with Fish Out of Agua on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a song, another song that Jenny picked. And I thought it was like the perfect song for what we were talking about, about women's health and advocacy. And it's called uh, La Vida es un Carnival, Life is a Party, by Celia Cruz, one of the most famous salsa singers ever. And this is from her 1998 album, Mi Vida es Cantal, My Life is a Song. And not even Jenny Saldana could correct my pronunciation of that. <laughs> well, maybe she could, but hopefully she'll be gracious enough not to. Ah, oh, well, we started doing this show on November 15th, 2016. And today marks the halfway point of our second season. And now there's a chance that Radio Free Brooklyn could be represented at South by Southwest next year. Isn't that cool? I mean, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be amazing to see your community radio station represented at South by Southwest? Well, you can help Radio Free Brooklyn do just that by doing one simple thing. Vote! Here's how to do it. Just head over to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com forward slash SXSW. RadioFreeBrooklyn.com forward slash SXSW to cast your vote for our panel. It's called DIY Radio and Local Music Communities. Voters will help choose the panels for South by Southwest 2018. So yeah, I didn't even realize that people chose what they were going to see next March. So the more, the more votes we get, the better chance we can get to take Radio Free Brooklyn on the road. Find out more information and cast your vote by going to W www.radiofreebrooklyn.com forward slash, I forgot how to say that in Spanish, never mind, SXSW. And make sure you tell your friends too. Voting ends on August 25th. Thanks so much for being part of our Radio Free Brooklyn community. And guess what, kids? That's our show. You have been listening to Fish Out of Agua on Radio Free Brooklyn. Like I said before, when I started this show on November 15, 2016, I had no clue whatsoever how to put a radio show together. Some of you listening may be thinking, yeah, she still doesn't. But you know what? Later for that, because I know a lot more now than I did eight months ago, and I'm still learning. Hey, did not knowing how to do music keep the Ramones from forming a band? Yeah, exactly. Stay tuned for Brooklyn Bandstand next, and we'll close with another artist that um, Jenny picked. And this artist always makes me think of the summer. The late, great Prince with I Would Die For You from 1984's Purple Rain. See you next week. 